theorizing that one could time travel in her own lifetime, Amy Faye Jones opened the Quantum Grandma Necronomicon and vanished. She awoke to find herself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not her own, and driven by money to change history for the better. Her only guide on this journey is a Lexington jeweler, who appears in the form of a meddler, but can only meddle with no one's future but Amy's. And so Amy finds herself leaping from grandma to grandma, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that her next leap will be the leap back to the hollow. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Tim. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. Am I supposed to talk here? I don't know. I was just going <laughs> to no go idea. with it and see what, what turned out. Let's say yes. The 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 fifth Beatle <laughs> joining us for this arc of Minds at Yerk. However long or short it ends up being. I'm Chris Grine. Hey, Chris Grine. How are you? <laughs> I'm here. I'm happy. That, that, valid statement. that may not be a valid statement. It's close. What about you guys, Meg and Alex? How are y'all? I'm also happy that Chris is here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Good times. How, How are, are you, Tim? Tim? I'm oh, I beat you to it. Beyond exhausted. So tired I can't see straight. So you've, you've gone around the bend and reached your second wind? Uh, I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> if I just kind of disappear halfway through this podcast, you know what happened. Tim became incorporeal and went back to the spirit realm to recharge i did why are you so tired it's just been a really really long work week mm. really long him has the best job <sighs> we made tim sad too early <laughs> too existentially look at fury look at fury so for the people at home who have been paying attention, we recently finished Animorphs. So we stumbled upon some Animorphs-adjacent material, which is what we're going to start reading next. I'm so they, have, they have the word morphs in the title. <laughs> and an author whose name is in the format initial, initial, last name. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same thing, right? Definitely of the same era, despite every instinct in my body. <laughs> That says, no, no, this was not written in the year of our Lord, 1999. So we read the first in the Humanomorphs book series, which was a book. That's true. That is a factual <laughs> statement. It was a book. This this first one is called The Secret of Bearhead Holler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know we, we want to get into the summary first, but I, just in response to that... There is a line early in the book where the narrator says, oh, here it is. A holler is just what it sounds like. <laughs> a hollow bowl-shaped patch of land that rests in the middle of a bunch of mountains. That is not, in fact, what a holler sounds like. <laughs> a holler sounds like, hey, guys, come check this out. 
That's a holler. A holler. What you have described, my friend, is an andalite scoop. That's what I thought the whole time right after she said it. The secret of bearhead scoop. The secret of bearhead scoop. Humanomorphs number one. Here we go. Summary. Amy Faye Jones is a child of humble beginnings in Kentucky. Her and her family live near a coal mine. Amy gets a strange book from the bookmobile. It tells her how to make a strange brew that allows her to morph. Question mark? Black gold, Texas tea. (laughs) Morphing in this universe equals quantum leaping. She becomes her grandmother as a child in 1920. Two men are trying to cheat the family out of mineral rights for their land, which is rich with coal and diamonds. Amy is trying to stop them. The two men decide the only reasonable solution is to murder them. They sent Clem after Amy Betty and her friend Ethel. The girls escape and try to convince Amy Betty's parents not to sell the land. No dice. They go to the school teacher who tells them about a jeweler in Lexington. So the kids sneak out to a train station. They defeat Clem again before stowing away. They find the jeweler who certifies the diamonds, but has sworn off meddling. The kids end up in a bar fight with the conmen and are saved by the jeweler, who is once again meddling. They miss the train, but the jeweler has a car and no shortcuts. They run. What kind of car, Tim? What kind of car? It was a Model T. I forget the A year. 1908 Model T. 1908 Model T. Brand new. <laughs> no, brand, it's brand like new. 20. Brand new to him. They run out of gas and steal Uncle Mailman Jack's horse. The con men are there and lock them in a cellar. The girls use the tunnels underneath the land to escape. And Amy Betty leads the con men to the mine, where they fall into a pit and break bones and are arrested by Uncle Mailman Policeman Jack. (laughs) Page two. There's a lot that happened in this story, y'all. Incidentally, each of these sentences is longer than any chapter in this book. Amy goes back to the future and is rich because diamonds and the whole holler is a utopia because Uncle Mailman Policeman Jack got degrees in agriculture and business. I think it was just one degree in agricultural business. Oh, is that what I was oh, I thought it was both. <laughs> yes. I thought he I thought he went to like two no. separate schools at the same time or something because no. he went to all the schools. He went to all, he went to all the schools. schools. All of them. Both Harvard and Yale. He somehow got into all four houses at Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. He wasn't even enrolled there. <laughs> But he only, he, tells, was. he only shares that information with you at the most op- opportunistic yeah. time. <laughs> I'm he also wrote, a cop. <laughs> he wrote the Necronomicon that Amy gets at the beginning of the book. His last name is MacGuffin. He is. I'm also a chef. <laughs> Meet my tiny pet sh- chef rat. I'm going to be very upset if the librarian dude, who also is now officially the ice cream man in my head. Yes, thank uh, you. Is not like the through link of these six books. I hope there's a through link because I can't (laughs) figure out how this is going to continue. (laughs) No idea. There's literally no like nothing that sets up a second book. It's weird librarians like go. I was unclear about that. Were these people on his it where, was a where, where were these books at? It's like it's usually like I haven't seen one of these in so long. 
um like a bus is the one i've seen like a repurposed school bus right but he had her go into the back where it was really dirty and spidery and <laughs> well, scary of course it's magical how is there a it's second a room in a bookmobile but because he's the doctor duh he is the ice cream man also he gives out library cards i want to be very clear on one thing the bookmobile is a legit thing that actually serves rural and poorer communities that don't have libraries. The people on the bookmobile are real librarians doing good work. However, this is not, this is the horror that is the ice cream. Man. <laughs> this guy, this ice cream man gave this little girl a devil book. <laughs> yes. He sent her on her way. Like, Bound I, in pale leather like human flesh. Like I really kept expecting the guy in the black cowboy outfit to show up as well i was like what is going on if you're not familiar meg is referencing an excellent comic series called ice cream man that is an anthology horror book about basically the horrors of suburban american life. he gives out ice cream horrors it's a lot in books of hillbilly witchery hillbilly witchery is actually the name of my new uh uh what i guess it's what? got a <laughs> I'm trying to what? come up with an appropriate genre and just blue none grass, of them honey. can I say. But that seems too straightforward. It needs, means, needs to be like bluegrass ska fusion or something like that. This man is six and a half feet tall. That is like literally the only thing I took away other than the fact that he kept putting the secret garden in quotation marks instead of italicizing it. And man, did I almost throw the book at that point. That was page two. <laughs> at least he knows the difference between the secret garden and secret my secret garden okay no you were right he he went to school and learned about agriculture and business i read that as him going to an agricultural school and a business school <laughs> in his 103 years that he lived to be i mean he may have let's be honest that's a long time to live can we talk about the the relative ages of amy and her grandmother like one 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 level of grand, no greats there. <laughs> Grandmother, who is 93 years old to her 11. I mean, I would have I would have been about the same age. I would have been 12 in 99 or so. And my grandparents were in their 60s, early 70s, maybe. No, they were in their 60s. My grandmother's just now in her 80s. And it's 20 years later. Hmm. My mother just turned 50, so I really don't have an argument here. But so, like, her grandmother's, like, really sick and dying, right? But Apparently. She's had a rough life, is that why? Because they never really played well, that up. You see, the cure for the cure for Alzheimer's is having money. Yeah. That's what this book teaches us. Also, maybe less inhaling of coal fumes if you treat the land differently? But the coal factory build the, it's still there. Yeah. Did anybody pay attention to the 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 recipe for? I remember it being very gross. Rotten cheese, a cricket. But the rotten cheese had to be from a mouse trap, right? Yeah. 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 Which means very specific about yeah. that. A mouse definitely had to nibble on it. I'm 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 curious because one of the ingredients is a cup of lye. And yeah, it was. I haven't Googled. Let me Google what happens when you ingest lye because I'm fairly I was about certain to say, it's what gotta happens be when you burn it. It's gotta be now, death, right? It depends on the grade of lye. In a small amount, there is actually food grade lye. Oh. 
Uh, pretzels, for instance, oh, are true. usually manufactured with lye. Um, they'll tell you if you make them at home, you can use baking soda, but you can also get food grade lye and use them there. You just have to be careful. I was a little more alarmed by the almond smell that at one point kicked in when she started to morph back. Because smelling almonds is usually a sign you're being poisoned with cyanide gas. Yeah. I just really enjoyed the imagery of like a candle and burning, uh, boiling water over a candle. And like, (laughs) that just seems like a lot of effort. (laughs) Yeah, it was really... They got a little dicey there with the description of how any of this happened. <laughs> they really wanted to make sure that no child goes out and tries this. Yeah, don't try to turn into your grandmother when she was a child. Also, so, that's not morphing. No. That's quantum leaping. It's quantum leaping, but it's not. It's Oh, my God. It's There was so many problems with this. Did the book say you could be anyone in time? Because I got the impression that it was you could be anyone. That's so, like, how theoretically, it read to me too. She would be her grandmother in 1999. Which she even reads it that way because she is surprised that she has traveled back in time. It's like she thinks by turning into her grandmother for like five minutes, she'll know where the diamonds are. <laughs> right. And who determined what point in time she traveled back to? I guess it was when her grandmother was the same age as her. Was That's it, it was Ziggs. The best I got. Ziggy, right? Or, or is it Gushy? Which one was it? I don't remember. It was Gushy. Gushy. What? Gushy. The, yeah. the computer in Quantum Leap. Oh. But my other question is where did the grandmother go during this event? There was three days where she was just displaced. Did she did she come back and and have lost those three days? Was she riding around a la controller? In the brain, unable to do anything? I think she just, like, woke up and thought, oh, hey, it's Monday, and in fact, it was Thursday. <laughs> You're asking this, and I'm thinking you mean 1999, Grandmother. <laughs> and I'm like, who cares? Well, what, we're on. Maybe she went to be Amy oh. in the future. Like, it was more <laughs> of a Freaky Friday situation, where they actually swapped this- places. So many Fridays. See- This is what we didn't see in The Wizard of Oz. While Dorothy was in Oz, her granddaughter, in fact, had possessed her body in Kansas. Ah, there you go. Now it all makes sense. I don't know. I feel like like it's a stretch. (laughs) Because when she she changed back, her body was still there in the the cave. No, that's true. I gotta say, with Chris, somebody else was walking around with it and she just... Now she's suddenly at somebody else's house so she doesn't know where she's yeah. at or something. It's... That would attract better, wouldn't it? Her lifeless corpse was still in the cave. <laughs> and it had been there for three, three days. days. It's probably been nibbled on by all kinds of oh. wild animals. She was in the cave for three no, days I thought the same and then thing. got up and walked I away? I thought the same thing, Alex. <laughs> we just read an, a metaphor of the Bible. <laughs> well, did they say that... It, that, that I can't remember if it said, did, was it like instantaneous for her? Like she passed out from from eating the lie and then she woke up like a, couple, a little bit later? Well, I don't think she has any way of knowing because the real horror of this book, and I think, Meg, you're right. This is a horror book a la Ice Cream Man. <laughs> Thank you. Because when she returns to this future she has changed, she knows nothing of her new history. Yeah. She is now a stranger in her own world. 
And while as her grandmother, she could... There's a sentence. While as her (laughs) grandmother, she could focus really hard and remember things her grandmother knew. Inexplicably more than halfway through the book. As herself, it doesn't seem like there's any reason why she'd be able to like focus and assess... This is the world now. So she's going to spend like a few solid weeks being like, fuck it. I don't know anybody here. <laughs> yes, I do remember Uncle and Police Officer, Post Officer, Village Person, Jack. <laughs> this is why you don't fuck with time travel. This I don't know. Is I why. feel like if she'd gone up to where the engineer was on the train, he was probably driving the train too. Yeah. This is yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You are correct. <laughs> That's where he went to pick up the mail <laughs> and his gun. Just, is it really her uncle, or is it just like random dude until she just calls Uncle Jack? Like That's what I was wondering. I wanted to learn that Uncle Jack was the bookmobile. Driver. That's what I thought too. I really thought so him. too. Yeah. What happened to this book at the end? I don't know. I want the scene where she like hands it back wide eyed and terrified to this man. And it's like, <laughs> thank you. No, it had to kind of rush the ending a little bit because that 800 word count limit (laughs) was coming up pretty rapidly. So we had to get where we were going. Yeah, I feel like the only reason they used the word morph was because there was another very popular series at the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no morphing. None. At all. Now there's the implication of morphing on the cover. Yes. Right. Right. Which is, that's what I want to talk about. It's totally wrong. Because no, never so at wrong. one point does she change in to her old grandma. <laughs> this is, this is an outrage. I just. It's, it's. Entirely it's really outrageous. That, and I won't stand for it. That middle form where she's like. Right. Like she smells your old grandmother. <laughs> yeah. She's like going, oh, what is this? Oh. <laughs> it smells like almonds. Yeah. <laughs> That's book six. We meet every character from the first five, and they're like 16-year-old versions of the people they've morphed into. And they all smell something terrible. I mean, she's beyond smelling something terrible. There. It's ter- Whatever it is, is terrorizing her. That's not a good in-between drawing. <laughs> I'm now trying to figure out, like, who published this? <laughs> Which is Paradise Press, because, like, is this a, this cover wouldn't surprise me if it was, like, a Kindle self-published thing, but this was published by someone. I definitely looked up this publisher uh, back when we were introduced to these books, and have not done it since, and all I remember is being like, oh yeah, they're from Florida, Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't actually know, though, because that seems like a, like place that does like envelopes and stuff they mostly just do americana podcasts (laughs) it says here on the first page paradise press inc is in weston florida the the guy who designed this cover is listening to this podcast right now and he's like you guys don't know all they told me was this little girl turns into her grandmother and there's a cave and i nailed it i stuck it i just hope that whoever did the art has grown since then (laughs) They, for all I know, could be actually my favorite cover illustrator. I'm sure they're fine. It's yeah, it was probably bad art direction, but damn. I want to know the story of this dude hanging out in the cave mining when we never see anyone in the cave, and definitely yes, you're not gonna mine in the mouth of the not mining. No, no but we see a dude coming cave. up from. He was the just mine. coming out from mining. I'm yeah, more worried about the silver right himself too. By the way, he was just down there by himself, hanging out, playing <laughs> right with his bird. With his bird, yeah. It wasn't like a whole okay. a whole crew of people. Just the like, bird hey, makes I'm... sense. The bird makes sense. 
The bird would have died first. You always have the, the right. bird. Yeah. Canary in a coal mine. As, yeah. yeah, especially if you're going to go down by yourself. You got to take your bird. <laughs> your literal canary in a coal mine. <laughs> but the children on the cover, the little silver children. Can Okay, I want, can you, maybe you guys can explain this to me, okay? The giant pit that was in the cave. Right. Yes. These the, guys fell into and broke limbs. Mur- murder the emergency pit. exit. The emergency exit. How in the hell is that an emergency exit? In case of an emergency, you can make your assailants exit life. I get. I mean, yeah. I couldn't think of anything that that would actually help against a giant hole deep enough that you break legs. <laughs> I don't have a mining background. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> What they don't tell you is that this is actually the Acme Mining Corporation, uh, and that is their Roadrunner Coyote Trap. Was there a ladder in this pit? I don't. Yeah, there was that. a rope they... ladder that apparently she got thrown into in order to break her leg. And I don't. Yeah, she was hanging there with a broken leg. Yeah, I don't really understand. That'd be excruciating. But right? I'm like, if the rope ladder was in the pit, the emergency exit is that the emergency exit? The rope ladder? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I could not understand the physics of this this whole area. At some point, we got to talk about all the tunnels that apparently somebody has dug. Miles of tunnels. These this two farm. girls, apparently. Is that not what it was implied? I mean, have you ever tried just to plant a tree? <laughs> I don't think I mean, it implied. It outright said it was them. I tried to build. I tried to dig a hole to China. I like vividly remember this in the sandbox. This was yesterday. No, this was when I was like four, because I remember because it was a place where I'd go back uh, every summer, and I remember at one point one summer being like, "Man, I was stupid. I was digging in a box, <laughs> not like that. I couldn't dig a hole to China. It was there was a box, Megan. <laughs> so I cannot imagine building that that claustrophobia. No, they. So I just. Did a quick Google and Lewis Satcher's Holes was written in 1998. So I think there is actually cause for uh, Lewis Satcher to go after MD Spencer for a book about a bunch of kids <laughs> bu- digging, holes. digging holes. But I don't think that they were digging tunnels. They were just digging holes. I don't know why I said I don't think. I've read this book several times. They're not building tunnels. Tunnel is long hole. Tunnel is long hole. <laughs> what? Nope, nope, nope. That that stands. There is no arguing. Tunnel is long haul. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. That's a t-shirt design. It just says tunnel is long haul. Let everybody else decipher that however they want. Yep. <laughs> Apologies to our friend Robert, who's going to have some questions for us when he sees that merch. Everybody go listen to Tunnels. Well, or so long holes, as we're calling it now. At one point, they're all they're all trapped in the cellar, right? Like the yes, right. Yeah. And and they're like, wait, there's a tunnel that they've dug a tunnel literally so far that it goes down along the bottom of the cellar because they pulled the wood away from the floor. That is a lot of digging. I don't know how they even had time to do this. That does not seem structurally sound for the cellar either. No, nothing about this is structurally <laughs> sound. The the mansion that she comes in on there at the end, once fracking starts happening in that area, it's going to be a pit hole. Also, the friend didn't remember digging this hole that led to the cellar. Did the friend not remember it, or did morphing into her grandmother give Amy some weird daredevil-esque topographical radar ability that let her use her memories to ping the entire subterranean structure and see... What passed by the basement? I feel like you said more words than this book had. 
I feel like if I tried to summarize to do that with one of my books, I would be told to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> my <You're not> wrong. <laughs> theory on Ethel not knowing the tunnels is that Ethel's granddaughter morphed into Ethel at some point when they were digging those tunnels. <laughs> That's book two. <laughs> book scared. two is Ethel. Two. Oh, I can't wait. Book for it. three. Book three is the best character in this series, or in this book, maybe this series, Uncle? Mr. Hicks. Oh. Who, who's, I, I've given up meddling. I've sworn it off. I love, I, 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 I love want to Mr. say Hicks. that at some point. <laughs> I've given up meddling. But Meg, first it would have to be true. <laughs> this is true. And as I was eating dinner earlier with my roommate, I was like, man, I love some drama. Keep talking. <laughs> so like, it's not happening. Like you need, you need, what you need to do is write a Scooby-Doo spec script and at some point have Fred utter the words I've given up meddling. <laughs> well, just this once. But then five minutes later, he's back right in. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he's beating strange men about about the faces with wood in an alley. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I had one more that, that kind of caught me off guard in this book. <laughs> just one more? Just one more. Only, Only one. one. Uh, right at the end of the book, everywhere you looked... There were colorful everywhere. <laughs> there were colorful quilts hanging on the walls and face jugs grinning from bookshelves. I don't know what a face jug is. Picture a jug. Okay. <laughs> With a now picture jug. a face on the jug. I don't like that. It's a human face though, and it's made of. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's like there's a human head in the jug, pushing against it, no! begging for release. No. Uncle Jack brings those annually. No. Stop it, Uncle They're Jack. gifts. They're faces that he's found on his mail on his on his mail route. <laughs> I gotta tell you, googling this doesn't make it better. It's like I imagine Uncle Jack with like fresh molded clay, and he just walks amongst the dead people in his backyard and presses their faces against them <laughs> to make these. And I don't. Oh, I think it's the actual faces. I think he oh, just no. faces. No, and he brings them, and they he's kept them closed like between book pages. You know, how you keep like. <laughs> Press a flower. So he's, got faces. so he's Uncle Mailman, yeah. police officer, serial killer, train engineer, Jack. Uh, no, he no. just takes he takes them off people he's already found dead on his. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because they don't need him. Found any. dead. <laughs> they don't need him anymore. Mortician works too. <laughs> you know, I actually had a great uncle, great uncle, great grandfather, maybe who was a mortician. I thought you were going to say named Jack. I I do have an uncle, Jack, sort of. Um. Uh, my grandfather my he's, late grandfather's he's my third <laughs> no he's a stand-up comedian and a fireman my and the sheriff maybe yeah. actually i believe that one he's from a small town in texas he's a local accountant as well but is it like an accountant or like a tiktok accountant it's both oh okay it's both he's very well-rounded um, our outtakes from this episode by the way include a lot of talk about how we all file our taxes in case anyone <laughs> wants that bonus episode just get at us i googled face jugs i have a i have a you got lots of boobs with faces painted on them <laughs> what oh my what? god <laughs> that took me way too long to get <laughs> my uncle was a more er, my because alex said it <laughs> wait i think that was a shot at me and i'm not sure 
it was really a shot at Google's search algorithms <laughs> and how if you Google anything, you'll find porn ah. faster. Anyway, to finish the thought, my great uncle, great grandfather, whatever, who was a mortician, was a mortician because he was his town's carpenter. And it was back when, when you could make furniture, you were the guy who got to build the coffins. Interesting. If we want to talk about small turn of the century Americana. I'm more concerned about what you're Googling. <laughs> Face jugs. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, well, that's what you type, but we know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to show you this. I'm glad that the one time I actually referenced anything vaguely, I don't know, sexual, breaks the show. <laughs> Mine goes, you go to enough museums. Here you go, art. <laughs> Alex's goes, you're a dude. Here you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like Tim is more likely to get faces painted on boobs than here this are. Is true. This here is are true. jugs cast with human faces. I will come up with a reasonable argument to that. Hopefully by next show. I don't have one right now. I'm really looking forward to Tim's predictions for the next oh, book. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like we can all get a hand on the ball in this one, though. No, I know what the next one's about. I haven't even looked at it, so I don't know. Okay, the three of us who weren't smart enough to look at the next one can all yeah, get a hand on the ball? Yeah, I don't even know the title of the next one. Let's continue with the first one first. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about these 124 pages enough. We all know it's like 47 yeah. pages. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure they actually do use that that here's a paper I have to write for school formatting yes. trick where the yeah. the periods are up a point size. Yep. Do you know what the actual secret to that is? I mean, in all honesty, it, like if you have to submit it, you put words, but then you turn them white. Like you just type random yep. things. I've seen that too. That's brilliant. I never thought about that when I was in school. but So then it's like, yeah, I typed 5,000 words. See? <laughs> I just... Are we going to get a through line in these books? I cannot imagine it. Unless it is, like you said, Bookmobile Dude. It would, there will be an accidental through line, I think. I think that by the end of six books, we will have found a through line that if we were to ask anybody about, would be like, huh, oh yeah. You know, like there, there's no there's no way there's an intentional one here. What if the through line is everyone in this book who has regrets, we see their story at some point? Like... Mr. Hicks' grandson at some point jumps into him, and uh, the school teacher's granddaughter at some point jumps into her. Because what did she do wrong that she is? Oh no, she was older. Never mind. I was going to say she's older than the grandmother. I was going to say she's younger than the grandmother and already dead, but that's not true. Did you come up with that they found this in the attic? Because I think I thought that that was the through line, but now that I think about it, that sounds like something you predicted. You don't remember your predictions, do you? No. <laughs> And there's no way for any of us to check yeah. and see what Tim said. If only I had listened to the last episode. I said something about a cave. I remember that. Oh, because there's a cave on the cover. Yeah. You looked at the cover yeah. and said, "There's going to be a cave." <laughs> that cover is not subtle. No, <laughs> it's also not trustworthy in terms of my predictions. Really not, because it makes it look like that grandmother's part of the adventure. <laughs> It's like hiding around the corner with an extra long arm. What's she going to do with that extra long arm? <laughs> Ninja chop. Yeah. Her arm's broken. It's been dislocated, but they don't explain that part. What if the book were, were uh, Amy, Amy 
Quantum leaps back, but her grandmother's consciousness from the future is there in her head with her. Like like Firestorm, you've got two <laughs> minds in this one body. And it becomes like a buddy cop grandmother-granddaughter nice. adventure. Look out, Grandma, I'm driving. How dare you roll my pants ankles, my pants up above the ankles. I don't know if you guys should have book deals or not. I can't stop looking at her arm now. Why did you point this out, Chris? <laughs> I told you I had serious problems with her. <laughs> There's so much of this book that I was like, is this legit 90 stuff? And then I went, well, it's Kentucky. <laughs> Oh, I feel like this book unfortunately falls into the same category as a lot of like '90s kid shows and stuff, where it's like kids like it, they don't care. <laughs> if we're going with that mentality, kids like there everything is going to be quicksand in one of these books. Yes. Ooh, yes. Oh. There's going to be. Oh, man! I talked about this recently. What are those tropes? Oh, someone's gonna have to stop, drop, and roll because I practiced that so much as a kid. I am so upset that I've never caught on fire. Like. <laughs> You know what to do. <laughs> quote of the week right there. <laughs> That's what goes on the t-shirt. I don't even know. We did prepare so much for disasters in the 90s, I feel like. I feel like at some point they've got to jump back in time. Oh, and go to Australia. Oh, yeah. Gotta That's do that. what it was. But they need to do like a nuclear bomb drill where they just hide under their desk. Oh, definitely. I, lo- I looked up online real quick what book two was because I couldn't, I wasn't sure. And it's, it's a lot, right? It's unfortunately exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it's none of those things that you just talked <laughs> no. about. No. <laughs> and has... I don't want to ruin it because I want to hear Tim's <laughs> actual <laughs> prediction before I tell him, we'll tell him what the book's called. Yeah. Yeah. You got to feed And, and we'll hear the prediction and then we'll tell him terrible things that happen afterwards now i'm really mad at the s in humanomorphs on the cover that's the only part you're mad about on the cover that's not an s <laughs> that is not an s it's a backwards question mark it's a severed ear it's kind of like a snake with a beak i just i just for the first time read the back of the book please read it and i need i need to read this sentence out loud <laughs> the fact that you need to read it <laughs> it tells me that it's gonna be good <laughs> when the grandmother Overcome with poverty and despair, stopped talking and eating, Amy decided she had to find out the truth about her history. First, when the grandmother, not her grandmother, <laughs> not the grandmother's name, just the grandmother. The one. I mean. The one that exists. At some point we get her name as Betty and we had to put together that that was her grandmother's name. But also it says she spun back history 60 years, 1920. <laughs> 1999. Do you think this writer had this manuscript in a drawer for a decade? Honestly, I do. Because the way that this reads... I don't think there was... I don't think they had the manuscript in a drawer at all. (laughs) (laughs) Like, at all. No, I would not be surprised if he wrote this when he was 12. (laughs) There are books that are coming out that have morph in the title. He pulled it out and went... All right, here you go. Who wants it? No way this was called Humanomorphs originally. No, no. He went, we can put, I use the word morph in here. Let's put it in the title. We'll make big bucks. It, it was originally called like Fantastic Leaps or something. It was called, yeah, it was called Quantum oh, Ground. Quantum. 
Is anybody looking at the back of the cover of the book real quick? Is anybody looking at that? I really want to. Re- I, I want to read Quantum Grandma now. There's three faces overlapping at the top, which indicates maybe a morph. Oh, mm-hmm. like it I is on know. the front cover. The scary silver children. I guess it's the same faces. Yeah, but I don't understand yeah. it. Oh no, we thought that was the three kids. What three kids? I don't know. That's what I assumed. I thought it was like there were going to be. Um, three. You think there's three different kids? That's what I. So you think there's three kids in six books? So you think that we're going to see this girl again? Oh, maybe. I don't think you're right. They're going to form like a like a Justice League by the end of it. You you hesitated, and my mind auto-completed human centipede. <laughs> Sorry, Meg, go ahead. It might be. All of these it are might. valid, valid, valid <laughs> responses. 1999 is when The Haunting re-released, or not re-released, uh, got remade. And that's what the silver children remind me of, are the little cherubs that are haunted yeah. in The Haunting, in that very terrible movie. That I love so much. Can I return to the cover for just a minute and yeah. say the fact that that grandmother has a uh, like a hood on? It's almost like it's like she's on an adventure. But we all know that that grandma um, is like ill yeah. and cannot leave her bed. Yes, and I'm. It's so confusing. She's ill because she's overcome with poverty. That's what <laughs> the back cover says. Well, overcome she is, with poverty. But I don't understand. Oh, she's also overcome with. <laughs> extremely long weirdly bent arms and unfortunately i am also now overcome with having to deal with her extra long oddly <laughs> bent this arms quantum grandma like transforms into like this giant spider monster like if you could see where the thumb was on her hand i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at all if it was the wrong hand <laughs> do you think this outfit that the grandmother is wearing is of 1999 oh. style <laughs> or 1920 at the Ren Fest, maybe. <laughs> oh. I definitely assumed before reading this that her grandmother was like an old Estonian woman based on the costume. Did you mean Estelle Getty? Because it looks a little bit like Estelle Getty. It does look a little bit <laughs> like Estelle Getty. Um, now I have a very important question. Yeah, is quantumgrandma.com worth $12 a year to us? Yes. I feel like it yes, is. It I is. feel like it is. That's that's a podcast name. Yes. Quantum Grandma. Surprise, it's where we talk about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with grandmas or quantum. Exactly. I'm just flipping through these pages and I swear to god, they really stretch these things out and like some I swear there's like parts where it's like they just made like grocery lists. And it's just <laughs> It is it's just Stacks of words. Very familiar of the like middle grade YA genre of ni- the 1990s and such that there are quote unquote cliffhanger endings to each chapter. But why is there like 20 blank spaces between <laughs> like a chapter name and when the ch- when the sentence starts? Because that I would have got in- an F on the paper. <laughs> in white ink, it is a spell that is binding you to these books. So that you will have the ability to morph. Not that you'll be able to control it. It's a spell. A spell Getty. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much. Oh, I knew we'd get there eventually. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we own Quantum Grandma. <laughs> Don't know how to feel about that. Got me laughing like a grandpa over here. I'm sorry. I'm going to see how much Quantum Grandma t-shirts are. Uh, I think we've lost the plot. Have fun editing this, Tim. <laughs> there, 
I mean, the question. Also, Grandma, is, as a young child, on the at least on the cover. No, that's her. As um, an albino. <laughs> that's her because Grandma has brown corkscrew hair, and Amy, I think. Amy. Is, okay, thank you. Has blonde hair. Okay, well then, this is actually very wrong then, because she never morphed into her old grandma. Right. Maybe she did. Maybe she had to tell her into old grandma before traveling back in time. Why would her clothes morph? <laughs> Why would her clothes morph? What would cause fabric to change? The, I'm sorry. The Necronomicon? Dry rot? <sighs> Do you want me to find my copy of the Necronomicon? It's on my desk. I feel like this is the Necronomicon. <laughs> we actually read chapter one of the Necronomicon once. I feel like it's a trick. <laughs> hey, you guys were right. I shouldn't read from the book. <laughs> Oh no! Once you've completed all six chapters, is that when you summon a demon? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I think I'm also. Did you guys see the dedication page for Brian? Right. I'm also going to just put a random for somebody in my next book. <laughs> so who is Brian? Make it because... seem like I have friends. <laughs> for uh, Brian, <laughs> I'm going to say for Mark Hamill. <laughs> Thanks for everything, buddy. That's like, a power move. And people will like think I is. know him and they'll be like, holy crap, that dude knows Mark Hamill. Dude, that's awesome. I don't know Mark Hamill. I would love to know Mark Hamill. But, know. but what are the odds that at some point Mark Hamill's like, oh shit, I don't remember this guy and he dedicated a book to me. Maybe Brian's his kid. I feel like Mark Hamill's the type of person that would, if he said that, he he would reach out to me and, and be my friend. Right? Like, Honestly, then you're best yeah. friends with Mark Hamill. For so long, he used to respond to almost everybody on Twitter asking him to say, can you say happy birthday to my cousin or my niece or my son? He finally had to stop doing that because he was getting inundated with it. But he really went out of his way to do that. He's, He's such a, a good, good guy. dude. M.D. Spencer has a parent. I feel like that's why there's a dude with a bird. I know it's not, but... Is that is that Brian? <laughs> no, I, I get yes. the feeling... <laughs> It might be actually. If that parrot, how old do parrots live to be? I don't know how do old it. a parrot lives to be. I'm googling animal trivia is my job. <laughs> His wife's name is definitely not Brian. You got to look up holler trivia for this one. It's exactly what it sounds like. Don't worry. <laughs> That's very. I true. would do this, but then in the future when I return to this episode. I would I would inevitably have to make some sort of Gwen Stefani <laughs> hollerback girl joke, and I can't do that. Uh, it depends on the breed of the parrot, but fifty to ninety five years seems what? to be a range. Okay, yeah, they can li- they can live a long time. It could be Brian then. A hyacinth macaw lives to fifty. Uh, on the longer end of that spectrum, a kakapo lives to ninety five. Wow! So you think Brian is his bird? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Until you prove otherwise, Chris Grine. I don't know. I, don't know. I his feel like wife name is Rodica. Brian's the name of his real like Uncle Jack. Oh, uh, <laughs> Brian's the name of Brian. Just I do wonder, like, is this just because they were like, yeah, kids will read anything? Yeah, or is it just one of those things where, like, because I posted that we were reading this in the Animorphs group, and at least like two people were like, "Oh yeah, someone in my family bought that for me because they would buy me anything loosely related to Animorphs." I just feel like this was one of those series, and it, a lot of the toys too, and movies and TV shows of the '90s, and I feel like it's gotten better since then. But like, they used to just do whatever they wanted, and it was always just like kids will buy it. Kids like anything, and there well, wasn't feel- a lot of 
of thought put into it really. And um, I mean, I was a, I was in high school in the nineties, which kind of dates me a little bit, but I mean, I, it was pretty obvious, you know, they, the, the stuff wasn't that great. I feel like even today, there's a whole segment of name, any entertainment industry built on this title sounds like that title so someone's grandparents who want love and attention and affection and can't get it from their grandchildren but know their grandchildren like that thing will buy it for them because it sounds like that thing yeah that's true do you guys you guys um know some harry potter trivia um and i know harry potter is kind of controversial these days but um back in uh 2001 probably ish i worked at borders books for a little while oh cool and they used to do a thing where like you know the employees would put like their employee pick right they'd ask you to pick a book to put it on the employee pick section and there was a book called harry potter goes to san francisco (laughs) what and it was it was published way way before any of the harry potter books but it was exactly what it sounds like Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Folsom Street. It was uh, it was about like you know a coming out type of a story kind of a thing. So, and and that, this is what makes me think about sometimes when I'm thinking grandparents not knowing exactly what they're buying. Like, well, this is about Harry Potter too, and buying that for their kids because people used to buy it like crazy. Because some, but one of the people I worked with constantly put it on their recommendation list. <laughs> and and so that's kind of what when I when I think about. Um, it's probably a little off topic what we were talking about. But like when when, gra- when grandparents are like just randomly buying things because they think it's something the kids would like, or it seems like something the kids would like, it's just as wrong as this book that we're talking about. It's it's equally upsetting, <laughs> in my opinion. The funny thing is, there's this book series. It's the Simon Snow series, which is started as a joke related to harry potter but is essentially harry potter draco malfoy but they're together and Draco's also a vampire it's a lot but they definitely <laughs> go to california in the second like book fanfic. and so i've been sitting here being like is that where she got the idea i doubt it i'm sure it's just a coincidence but i just remember even then when i would this was like me pre being married pre having kids because i think when i once i had kids i became much more sensitive to like what what kids are exposed to and everything there's just nothing i ever thought about when i was in college or even post that but i even then i used to think this is not fair what you're doing to grandparents that's <laughs> true because it's like i don't think there's anything wrong with the book i'm sure the book was fine and i don't have any problem with the context but i do have a problem with the fact that it was being the way that they were presenting it um sometimes right next to the other harry potter books you know um as a joke and then they weren't actually looking that's yeah yeah Yeah. anyway sorry i brought it down i brought it no that's wonderful (laughs) i am actually surprised i don't own this book i'm just glad it wasn't me who brought it down for once no you brought up porn that was a completely different you were looking at porn while we were talking about this book yeah no tim was you were looking at jug boobs you said you looked at jug boobs this is how rumors get started (laughs) like tim's a flat earther (laughs) One of the, oh, I bet you there's at least a small percentage of our listeners that believe that. Like, yeah, if you just say it me. enough times, it just. <laughs> I, uh, Tim's belief in conspiracy theories has become its own conspiracy theory. I'm trying to figure out if MD Spencer has kids. I'm trying to figure out who Brian is. You know, it could be a pen name too. 
I would have no, made it. Like in he's name. actually I mean he's got a, a full on Tim heard me. Twitter <laughs> and website. He lives in London. He's got kids. No, he's write books for kids. Never mind. <laughs> I just saw kids in his bio. I, I wanna call out this this pair of lines that is the most savage burn. My daddy farms. Or at least he tries to. <laughs> She goes on to talk about how his corn stalks are spindly and his other plants turn sour. Only got enough grazing land to keep two cows. Well, that was because of the soil erosion, though, right? Right. That was. But then Uncle Jack learned how to do terrace farming and taught everybody. Yeah, her, her parents were just kind of like jerks. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Like, her grandparents were, too. It's generations top. of jerks. Yeah. And don't talk to her dad when he's whittling either. I mean, they made that very clear. That was where they made all their money was off them crafts too. I guess. Yeah, at the end they said they turn it around yeah. and they're all and they're all their crafts and stuff. People like I going like to the holler. They're, like, they're like, we're not super fancy rich. <laughs> okay. Yeah, except for you were mining diamonds out <laughs> yeah. of the Whatever so, you say, bud. Yeah, I you're understand. lying. You're lying. <laughs> We're not super fancy rich. We just have the entire hauler depending on us yeah. to be sustainable. We are only feudal lord yeah. rich, not super fancy rich. She lot. doesn't wear shoes. She has people that hold onto her feet. She doesn't wear shoes. She has people who take turns laying yeah. down for her to walk across. Uncle Jack only has two jobs now. <laughs> he doesn't have 12. Business and agriculture. <laughs> And his horse just sits by the pool, sipping Mai Tais. I figure Uncle Jack talks about this new creation he has called business culture. <laughs> well, he is he is disrupting that agribusiness field, Tim. I do enjoy the like the talk of how underpaid the teachers are, and like how overworked they are, and. Uh, but they all probably just went to community college. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't tell where you fall. Do we respect teachers or not? Like, there are so many things in this book that are like, I'm not sure if this is a socialist screed or, in fact, an argument for complete deregulation of the federal government. Oh, it sounded very. I don't know what you're trying to very be. capitalist by the end of it. Like, at least that would seem to me the message is exactly what you said. It's like, hey, look, we're rich. No more problems. But then the rich people give away their wealth. And it's like, oh, we don't we don't need a federal government because we have local <laughs> landowners supporting us. But also, do we like teachers or not? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Like, we like the teachers no. who are well paid because clearly they're better at it. Well, and they kept, they, I believe they kept referring to her. How she was also very pretty. Awesome. Oh, yeah. She was very pretty. She escaped a very bad family life to come teach in the holler. Yeah. With skin like China. And long red hair. Yeah, it was weird. There was a lot of weird things. Yeah. Like, this book needed... Uh, okay, I don't want it to be, but it could have been 100 pages longer, and we could have <laughs> had some closure on some of these issues. There could have been details. Right. I'm not saying I wanted that. No. When it was over, I was happy it was done. I, I'll tell you, but, I will be happy with all six books. These will be amazing. What? If at the end of every book, Uncle Jack busts in to arrest the bad guy. <laughs> if that's your through line, Fair. I will love Fair. it. 
Uncle just, Mailman it, Jack. Except the one in Australia, then he's Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Uncle Kangaroo Jack. The story sounds like when I used to babysit or nanny and the kids would be like, I want to tell you this story. And you're like, oh, my God, please just. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And are we done? We're not done. Okay. Keep. Oh, okay. Yep. Nope. I'm going to go make. Oh, I have to sit here and listen. Okay. That's what it felt like reading this. And didn't you guys feel like pretty much like right out of the gate? It was like so obvious. Like, I didn't feel like it was. What? Like, oh, yeah. No. What? Like, like exactly where it was yeah, going after yeah. she turned into her. Oh, yeah. oh, definitely. I just mean, like the the mis- this mystery that took up most of the book was like, and I'm not sure if that was just because I'm an adult now, or because it's I studied on the back of the cover. <laughs> well, that I mean, too, but it just was like I just uh, was confused. I was confused. It wears everything on its sleeve, even even the two the two land not spe- what prospectors or whatever that they're introduced as when supposedly maybe they're possibly legitimate they're named ratsman yeah and spindler yeah. which is the most like james and the giant peach's great aunt's names i have read since james and the giant peach i did stop to yeah. appreciate that i was like oh okay clearly ratsman yeah i mean i was like yeah. come on Come on. I love that we waste no time describing them. Ratsman and Spindler. Okay, I know which is the short bucktooth one and which is the tall, lanky one. <laughs> this is true. But he's not six foot five or six and a half feet or whatever. Like, when not she... like Clem Greeley. <laughs> yeah. Right, like I feel like that Clem guy, he fit in, right? But the but these other two guys were, I was like, you couldn't even be a little subtle about that? Okay. Am I the only one who just pictured Mongo from Blazing Saddles? Uh, who is Clem? Is he is he a neighbor? Is he a bully? Is he a child? Is he an adult that is trying to attack kids? Who is this guy? I figure he's definitely an adult because he's got a fucking beard, right? And he's willing to kill children. I I think he has a classified what? ad in the paper that says that too. Probably for like an extra value meal, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, not even yeah. like a lot of dollars, like three dollars. He'll strangle a kid for three dollars. I'll throw in I a picture- second one for another dollar. He'll sell the face to Uncle Jack for an extra dollar. <laughs> no. But the smiles are free. I right, he'll make the faces the in the smiles for free. No, I pictured the guy from Hot Fuzz. Which one? Yarp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, for being as big and tough as they described him as, he was not very good at yeah, uh, stopping these two girls from just, you know they're stopping their mission i thought it was like okay i thought it was a bully kid like some like teenager but you're right he does have a beard i was a man because he gets like offended and upset when they call him stinky well he- right but he's the one that's sitting a giant pile of shit <laughs> Sorry, excuse sure. my language no, you're fine but <laughs> i would call him stinky too after <laughs> sure that. But all this book is teaching kids is like, just tell the scary man that he's stinky. He'll leave you alone. What? We have not yet talked about, and I do not want to miss this, the end of the book where early on, after she has morphed, Quantum left, uh, Amy is like, I think she just had a stroke for what it's worth. I think it was just a stroke. I think this is always how her life was. And she cyanide had, poisoning. She has some serious problems. She did drink lie. She did drink lie. Um, <laughs> Voluntarily. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. 
<laughs> there's this whole bit about how, oh yeah, there's a <laughs> potion that I need to mix to go back, but oops, I forgot the book. Well, I guess I'll have to find a copy of the book. Oh, yeah. oh no, I've broken my arm and solved everything. Oh, now I've woken back up in my own time. And we get from the book, next to the list of ingredients, I spotted these instructions. If from your morph you want to flee, simply mix the recipe. But if the brew is out of sight, just wait until the time is right. Wait until the time is right. What kind of literal? Is this a potion that is aware of dramatic structure? Because if so, it should have written this book. Yeah, I feel like that was a big waste of time to even throw that in there. If, they're, if you're just going to change back naturally after you solve the case anyway, why even have that in there as a... As a you know, because I was kind of stressed out too. I was like, "Oh crap, she's gonna have to find a copy of this book like in the past, right?" Because when she found the book originally, they described it as it was all cracked and old and looked really dusty, and she had to blow the dust off it to be able to read it and everything on the it cover. Was printed and in like nineteen sixteen, right? Like, so I just thought, well, maybe she's gonna find like a new version of this book, like the okay. original. There's a point when she meets a literal goddamned witch. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is where she'll get the book. No, nah, the witch just gives her directions. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Can we talk about the section that she found this book in? Is travel and occult? <laughs> <laughs> right, there's like, an occult section in the in this book, book library in the holler. <laughs> I, I have been in my fair share of metaphysical bookstores. They don't typically have a travel section, <laughs> unless you're traveling on the astral plane. I was but... about to say maybe it's about astral projection, <laughs> but it's not usually like, ah, oh, here's a travel guide to Japan. Here is a travel guide to London. Here is how to make love potions. Ah, oh, ah, oh, here's how to summon the demon. Cool. Okay, we're gonna the book. write a she... whole book about morphcations. But then she talks about what I want to stick a pin in that. <laughs> <after> that. <laughs> but then she talks about what's in this book called, again, Hillbilly Witchery, Proceed at Your Own Risk. A title we should point out, like, comes into focus ghostwriter style from random letters yeah. that are gibberish. But she talks about, she says, for some reason, I barely paused to study these strange pages. I flew past ancient stories about life in eastern Kentucky, which, Kentucky's not ancient, ancient, my friend. I ignored tales of slave rebellions and family feuds. One, why are we putting those on, like, narrative equal footing there? Like, feel like a couple of different ideas there. But two, what does any of this have to do with hillbilly witchery right and if and my thought was too was like if she tried this is the only spell she tried and it clearly worked like what the hell else is in this book i guess though it does count as travel and let's come back to tim's thing she does travel through time into her grandmother's body okay the only thing it was missing was like a scene where she went oh boy (laughs) I feel like if you're going to do a time travel story, there should be a warning somewhere. Warning. You are likely going to change the past. I just I thought you were going to say there should be a hot tub. No. <laughs> that would have been way too obvious. Hot, hot tub morph machine? Yeah. That's it. That's the one. Tim, I want your elevator pitch on no. morphcations. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say a hot tub morph. 
No, that's Transformers. <laughs> You're talking about... Tim's imagining a hot tub Transformer. <laughs> What's wrong with and... Tim? Why do you think about those things? Alex, you know way too much about Tim's mind, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> the Transformer has to, like, go find a water hose every time it turns into a hot tub, and then it stands up and it loses all its water and just gets that depressed look on its face. Like, oh, I spilled my water. He's everyone's least favorite one to work with because... Whenever he morphs, he's just standing in a puddle and he's dripping. It's even worse than that because when he transforms back into a robot, he's always like gagging <laughs> and spitting out underwear and different things that people have taken off in the hot tub. I hate this. Splooshbot, <laughs> transform! They swim, swim bottoms and stuff. Weird stuff. Has Meg left? <laughs> She's had it. She's had it with us. I've taken it too far, and I'm sorry. You... I'm not sure if she's given up and walked away, or didn't want us to see her laugh. Meg has a sinus infection. Give it's me like, a second. Alex just named the Transformer Splooshbox, and Meg got up and left. Well, that's that's a, that's an appropriate name. No, I... I said Splooshbot, but I'll take your edit. It's better. No, I was getting to the point I couldn't breathe. I had to find a tissue. Okay. I just thought we'd finally cross that line. I mean, you're close, but no. It was bound to happen when you brought me on, and I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. I'm sorry. You're you, not sorry, and that's okay. Not sorry at all. You deal with your you're spending money, you're wasting time getting from here to there. What the fuck are you talking about? The the reason yeah, the reason oh, you want to go on a morphcase. The elevator pitch. I thought Tim had a stroke too for what it's worth. <laughs> I smell almonds. Apparently, I understand his brain too well. I mean, you do, first of all. But there was a very long tangent in between (laughs) you asking that and him actually giving an answer. And now we know which ones on the call have undiagnosed ADHD and which ones don't. I'm sorry, Megan. (laughs) It's fine. I'm not editing this. (laughs) Which means more of it than any of us wants. We'll stay in the final. <laughs> it will come in too late from Tim for any of us to listen to yes. first. Oh, it's very good. Okay. My entire goal this entire show has just been to make Tim laugh. So I know when he's halfway off camera and shaking, <laughs> but I have six <laughs> Anyway, Tim, I want a timeshare on a nun. Tell me how I can get a timeshare on a nun. What? Morphcations. Well, and nuns are inherently it funny. Sounds, it, it sounds like you need what? a grandmother who is a nun, and I'm not sure how that maths out. A grandmother superior? <laughs> I'm really worried my medication is making you guys make less sense. <laughs> no, it's not the medication. Okay. It's this damned book. This book is like eating like an entire bag of mushrooms. Yeah. But like you still understand everything, unfortunately. I was tempted to read it to my roommate, and I am very glad I didn't. I think you should do it like read it at an open mic night <laughs> as like some kind of strange poetry. <sighs> that reputation I'm trying to build is like someone respected in the literary world. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> you just, just sell it as your Dada period. Do you think if we reached out, he'd let us record the audiobooks for oh. these? You know, Shivers, his other series got re-released in 2011 as eBooks. So... Yeah, bud, you're worth. It's worth reaching out. Don't tell him you have a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read the book and just release that as a complimentary episode to this. 
No. <laughs> I want to play Clem. <laughs> Does Clem even have a, a speaking part? Or is it just a Is bunch of like, like a lots of uggs and oofs? Well, I, I feel like he doesn't talk. I feel like he's like the the village mute. I think I was born to play the mom. <laughs> Why is that? You've you've heard my southern. My this southern is very bell. true. This oh, is very true. <laughs> I've heard yeah. your southern belt. Your southern am- anything, <laughs> Tim, is vaguely this southern is... Scandinavian. <laughs> No, I got him to be like really southern, but then we realized that the thing that we were working on was not written by a southerner, and it was yeah. very hard to say things that are not what a southern person would say. It would actually trip me up a lot. Yeah. I don't even remember what the line was, but it took about six takes. Am I the only one who felt like after about 30 pages, they forgot to keep writing the southern accent that they wrote very heavily <laughs> into the first 30 pages? After 30 pages, I just wanted to die. <laughs> At some point, I started skimming. I'm going to be honest. But you're right. They hit it hard, yeah. like right out of the gate. And then it dropped off. Oh, yeah, because I thought it was typos at first. I was like, what is going on? This child is not speaking properly. Are we going to head down to Alex's Animal Trivia Holler? <laughs> I'm going to Google Holler Trivia. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. All right, this is the third result. Oh, um, no. <laughs> the first the two first face two. boobs, guys. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I just heard jug boobs. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> You're good. Um, the first two were, in fact, ads for trivia nights at places called The Holler. So we're going to collectively take this quiz oh, no. called Holler. Which opens with, the Spice Girls didn't necessarily say it best, but they said it anyways. Ten different words with similar meanings come together to form this quiz about exclamatory loud noises. (laughs) See what you know about them. Good luck. About the Spice Girls? The average score is seven out of ten. Nope. Question one. Scream. In 1996, the filmmaker who brought us Freddy Krueger and those hills that had eyes brought us a fresh take on the slasher genre with Scream. Who was the director of this film? That's Wes Craven. Wes Craven, yeah. yeah. Question two. Shout. Whoopi Goldberg sang the Isley Brothers song Shout for which of her films? Sister Act. Yeah. Sister Act. Tim, this is two. better than There's... you ever fucking did in trivia. <laughs> were... That's not true. Actually, They're... Tim was very good in trivia. <laughs> Those were questions about movies from like 1937 and Meg dominated <laughs> at it. Question number three. Cry. In 2002, which country artist released the Billboard number one album, Cry? Taylor Swift? Brad Paisley. 2002? Your options are... Oh, that's right. Taylor Swift is much later. Yeah. Shania Twain, Leanne Womack, Faith Hill, or The Dixie Chicks? Mm, Faith Hill? What was the name of it? Cry. 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 I would go with Womack. Leanne Womack. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. Yeah. Okay. Question number four. Wait, what was the answer? No, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Shriek. Shriek. The 2000 film Shriek If You Know What I Did last I Friday the 13th falls under what genre? Com- what are the, it's, it's a comedy horror or it's a satire horror movie. 
Parody. I'll take parody okay. from that. The other options were melodrama, documentary, or animated film. Question number five. Bark. True or false, all breeds of dog bark. False? Yeah, I, 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 I feel like that's a trick that question. Is a trick. It's gonna be- false. False. There's got to be a... Does Dog the Bounty Hunter count? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, I bet you he barks. barks. Yeah. He barks. And mm. it's not a bark that you want to hear. Mm, no. Yeah. It's worse than his bite. Question number six. Jug faces. <laughs> what was the name of Long John Silver's parrot in Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island? I just had like PTSD flashbacks to college. Thank you. I have no idea. I definitely read the staring column. It was Brian. It was Uncle Jack. What are the options? But it might have Captain... been Brian. I bet it was Brian. Here, here are your four options. <laughs> Captain Flint, Hawkins, Davy Jones, Captain Jack. Oh, God, it is Haw- Captain Jack. Uh, Dave, Hawkins. Davy Jones? God, it's got to be Captain Jack. <laughs> it's Captain Jack, I promise you. Question number seven. Crow. What was the name of the actor who passed away while filming the 1994 film The Crow? Number eight, Yell. What is the name of the 1984 Billy Idol single that states she cried more, more, more? The the song? Yes. It's like Rebel Yell, right? Number nine, Call. Perhaps you should stop texting. Which of these repetitive strain injuries comes from text messaging? Sprint strain, iPhone elbow, Blackberry thumb, or razor wrist? It's got to be Blackberry thumb. Razor wrist. Razor wrist is my new villain. It's got to be Blackberry thumb. But my wrist will. My elbow never hurts from that. (laughs) (laughs) My thumb doesn't, but my wrist will. I like that logic. I must be texting wrong. Number 10. Bellow. Which of these does a bellows apparatus typically shoot? Skeet, arrows, air, bullets. Air. I don't have. I would go with skeet. Submitting your answers. You got. We got at least two. So, number three was incorrect. Was it Faith Hill? Was Faith Hill? Fucking told you guys. Ah. Number six was wrong. <laughs> the name of Long John Silver's parrot was Captain Flint. Okay. Because that parrot was stupid. The anyways, other really eight care. questions you guys got right. You got eight out of ten. You did better than the average on this dumb quiz. Nice. Was was that a BuzzFeed? No. Oh. This was. I'm pretty sure this was written on GeoCities. Nice. <laughs> if it wasn't BuzzFeed, then it's it's not accurate. It was written by Fuzzbead. But at this point, BuzzFeed's like, pick a bunch of sounds and I'll tell you what your future wife will look like. And it's like, all right, okay. Yeah, but then immediately I start making sounds. Or then it'll be like, because set a five-course meal and we'll tell you how old you are. Okay. <laughs> sure. Give us your social security <laughs> number and we'll tell you our your favorite flavor of Le Croix. <laughs> Sadness. That's my favorite. That's all of them. <laughs> all right. Tim, do you want to do predictions with or without the title? Actually, well, with Chris, with. do you think he should have the title or not? I think he should have the title because there's no way in hell he's going to get it. I mean, if you gave him a million okay. chances. It is called. There's no way. 
I'm going to play this with Tim. Okay. Tim and I, we're going to be in the corner together okay. on this one. Okay. All right. Deep trouble at Dolphin Bay. Okay. They're going to be pirates. Oh, this is this is going to be like the entire plot of Free Willy. No, this is literally, you can say anything. You can say, <laughs> buys McDonald's, then Stop goes to the a summary. park to eat it by himself. <laughs> and, and you will, you have the same exact when opportunity. When you said buys McDonald's, I thought you meant correct. the company. <laughs> I was like, Grimace, gonna, Grimace is showing up. No, I'm specifically Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald <laughs> goes to the park to eat his own food. And he sits there quietly while he watches ducks swim in the pond that that is equally as that's you you have the same opportunity of getting the answer correct as just saying what i just said hold on you mentioned grimace i just want to point out that everybody should go to my twitter because megan posted the greatest thing ever it's grimace dancing to megan the stallion alex found that was it alex that found it i found it i I posted it in grimace fanfic and meg Retweeted oh, that's yes. what it. Okay, okay. Oh, is it that? Is it the grimace no, fanfic? It's like <laughs> grimace the... dancing to Megan the Stallion, and it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> don't look up the thing. They've listened to this far; they know. Unless, unless, welcome fans of Humanimorphs who are tuning in for your first episode. I'm assuming by fans that means two people, and their names are MD Spencer and Brian. So book two has 17 ratings, one review. I think you may be overstretching by, by adding Brian. That's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt Megan. I don't think Brian had anything to do with it. He may don't be drag against me into it. this. Why did you say that? Name? Yeah, don't drag Brian into this. You violated the restraint. <laughs> I told you not to say my name. Okay. Does this book? Let's start easy. Boy or girl? Boy. Girl. Okay. Tim and I are playing head to head now. (laughs) Okay. We're no longer on the same team. We're competing. That was quick. How old is said child? 12. Okay. What happens in the book? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Okay. There's a dolphin who is trapped and going to be taken to a zoo. You know what? No. The dolphin has been murdered. And so the child is going to go back in time. As the dolphin and escape from the zoo. Coming this fall on ABC, <laughs> Dolphin Cop. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Jack, Dolphin Cop. All right, Alex. Surrender your badge and your E. Alex, <laughs> Alex, what do you think happens in this book? Give me the title one more time Deep Trouble at Dolphin Bay. Deep Trouble at Dolphin Bay. I think Dolphin Bay. It has an average of 3.71 stars out of five. Okay. Dolphin Bay is the name of a seafood restaurant. Okay. That's good. That is... That is bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Let him finish. Let okay. him finish. Sorry. Also, while Tim and I are competing, he's the one who gets to judge who wins. <laughs> well, I've already lost. <laughs> they are in deep trouble. Seafood restaurant. Ugh. I see it. Dolphin Bay is a seafood restaurant. Like Cheddar Bay, you know, the biscuit place. Um, <laughs> it took Tim a moment there. Yeah, it did. It is the family business, and it is floundering. I regret this so much. <laughs> oh, 
I feel like they should be allowed now to look up what the book cover is. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Alex, is, is, did you have more? And is it all more. puns? Right. <laughs> it's... I'm not making promises because I'm making this up okay. as I go, but I still got juice of the okay, tank. Okay, keep going then, and then we'll let you look at the cover. <laughs> this is only page one of Alex's 37-page oh, no. summary. summary's actually longer than I'm just going to improv. I'm, I'm going to improv the whole book, and it's going to be better than the actual no, thing. It's going to be no. an extreme over again. This kid, who I'm going to say is the son of the owner, uh, has to go back in time to his great-grandfather who was a cook in the U.S. Navy in World War I and learn his grandfather's secret recipe for clam chowder and bring that back because the family knows that lost recipe is so good that it will revive business and also the entire local economy by turning it into a like destination restaurant that everything else will be able to survive off of the the uh, hospitality income from. Okay, so you guys have a box that you really like to stay in. So I'm going to send you a picture of this cover so that you don't have to go find book two. <laughs> I feel like Alex just kept talking to try to check off as many boxes as he could. Yeah. So the next week he can say, <laughs> well, I was kind of there. Nowhere near. <laughs> I am Holy I am famously to the point. No, no, you can't trust this at all. She didn't turn into old grandma. This kid is not going to turn into the king of Atlantis. <laughs> as soon as they arrive at the center, a marine research there in the Florida Keys, <clears throat> Derek overhears a conversation in which terrorists are plotting to kidnap the dolphins and use them to deliver nuclear explosives around the world unless they are paid billions of dollars. <laughs> no one believes Derek, and he feels powerless to stop the terrorists until he stumbles across a strange seashell that gives him power to transform into the Greek god Poseidon. Tim, I'm sorry. I was going to jokingly suggest... That we pitch this as an action movie. <laughs> and I thought, no, that's stupid, even for me. No, this sounds so much better than the first book. I look forward I wanna... to Tim being very let down in two weeks. <laughs> I want to, like, drop the podcast right now and go Derek this. has a fighting chance against the terrorists now, as long as he can steer clear of the family feuds on Mount Olympus. It is only 122 <laughs> pages. So, so technically, based on this book's, you know, the rules that this book has laid out, I could just say, I want to be Bugs Bunny. And yes. then suddenly I'm Bugs Bunny. Because you can do yes. anything. And then you learn that your family's existence depends on you becoming best friends with Michael Jordan. No, hold on. Does this book assume that That's Poseidon is That's what I'm assuming. And he is taking taking the place of poseidon don't know bud i really don't know. i think she ate some bad shellfish out of that shell and she's hallucinating it's actually just I'm a just... homeless guy <laughs> that looks like george clooney yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the through line no it's the same it's just uncle guy. jack he's had a really rough time <laughs> maybe this this is what happens when he doesn't go to right. No, it's school. that other guy. Who's the who's no. the jeweler guy? He, Mr. Hicks. He meddled too much. 
Oh no! And now he finds himself. He battled too much. He's homeless and on the run. There are two things Mister Hicks hates: greed and right, injustice. And also dolphins with nuclear weapons strapped to them. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I want sharks with freaking lasers. <laughs> or York sharks? Wasn't that a thing at one point? Like that was because they had to drill holes to make room for yorks because sharks. Is, skulls is were that too what small. this is supposed to? I mean. Why didn't we call those yarks? We probably did. Uh, Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Weirdly, I don't know that we did. (laughs) Seems like Mm. it was right there. I thought I had made this storyline up. Wait, the Humanomorphs No, like, I I seriously at one point was like, I think there's dolphins with bombs. Humanomorphs 1 through 6, Tim. (laughs) No. No, there are dolphins with bombs. I can't wait to find out if they're willing, willingly carrying them. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good question. Are we going to assume this dude is going to treat dolphins with the respect and intelligence they have and deserve? Nope. The dolphins themselves are terrorists the, carrying these The bombs dolphins are the terrorists. No. That's why they're called yeah. free will. Oh, no. Bomb Dolphin is my favorite B-52 song. Tim, you're paying for this one, <laughs> Bomb Dolphin! <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I knew, I could tell from the look on your face you were waiting on me. Sorry, I am now picturing this kid listening to dolphins talk about how they want billions of dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't say we wanted all that skrill. We said we wanted all that Krill. So, any any um predictions on the through line? <laughs> I feel like Uncle Jack's going to give him the seashell. Uncle Jack wearing like, a seashell bikini, Jack. and that's where. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uncle Jack is actually the uh, lifeguard and hero of the beach. <laughs> is he the one that goes, "Look, sharks! No, it's dolphins with bombs." <laughs> <laughs> he punches the sharks in the face. Uncle Jack's a marine biologist and a lifeguard. This week's Uncle Jack is yeah. going to be played by David Hasselhoff. No, no, that's next <laughs> next one. This week's played by oh, what's his name? Is it... Aaron Eckhart. No, is Steve it Steve Buscemi? Jack McPherson. He gets ripped torn if he was still alive. He plays the page in Thirty Rock. I think you were right. I think it is Jack Mc... McPherson. McPherson rare. McBrayer. McBrayer. Oh, that's a good one. As Poseidon? No, no, that's Uncle Jack, who's a mailman slash the sheriff. Oh. Who's playing Poseidon? Because I was that's why I said Rip Torn for that's, Poseidon. We, but I'm thinking it might be Gary Busey. I thought you meant Rip Torn for Uncle Jack. I love I love Rip Torn for Poseidon that is so next much more. Episode. We have to figure out if this is a cool Poseidon or if this is a lame ass Poseidon before we start making This anything. is not a good Poseidon. If it's Rip Torn, it's a cool that's Poseidon. The point. I think every Everybody needs to predict the Poseidon. What kind of Poseidon do you think you get? I'm going to go out on a limb now and say, my Poseidon call, Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, mine is um, not the real Poseidon, but you don't find that out till the end. It's just a regular dude. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, just a, a regular dude. He's wearing a shirt that said Poseidon on it, and everybody just assumed... <laughs> You know, throughout the whole book, that he must. <laughs> just... 
Sorry, that's all I got, Megan. Go no, ahead. No, no, it's fine. Poseidon t-shirts. My brain is stuck because I've been reading the Iron Druid series, and I've been like, has Poseidon showed up? No. Is Poseidon an asshole? I don't know. My Poseidon has gigantic pecs. Of course. But the rest of his body's completely... <laughs> completely underdeveloped. It's like, fuck leg day. My pe- my pe- <laughs> he does mad push-ups, though. Like, mad push-ups. My Poseidon would be Burt Reynolds. What era Burt Reynolds? Like when he's really old and like smarmy. Old smarmy Burt Reynolds. That's like four decades. (laughs) (laughs) The the overlap in the Venn diagram between Burt Reynolds and, and, oh shoot, what's his name? Sam with the mustache. Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Is that where you're going? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like old snarky Burt Reynolds. Which you're right. It's like basically all Burt Reynolds. Yeah. He didn't change like much. I'm, His hair changed, but that was yeah. about it. That guy was always old. Now, as a Sam Elliott a Poseidon, does he talk about beef <laughs> a lot? Or is that just. I can't picture Sam not? Elliott without a cowboy hat. <laughs> he still has a cowboy hat, just the crown on top of that. Beef. Or... <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> the problem with Sam Elliott as Poseidon is the mustache. You've got a Poseidon who's always going to be like dripping down his face a little bit. This when is like underwater. the sploosh bot of Poseidon. I feel like I can't picture Poseidon without facial hair thanks to Little Mermaid. I also think that Poseidon turns into a hot tub. No, stop. Now that he, he's, he's a transformer. No. He would be very... To Meg's point, though, he would be very odd if he was just completely smooth. That's Tarzan's job. <laughs> Find one picture but of Tarzan that's not time, completely hairless below the, the neck. At the same time, all my swimmer fans, friends definitely shaved. Like... That was the thing. It was that, like, they would grow their hair out until they had a race day, and that's when you shaved your legs completely. And so, like, Poseidons can't have hair, right? I don't know. You guys have broken me. Please go away. I feel like I've listened to every episode of your guys' podcast, and I've ruined it. No. No. Weirdly. I've derailed the whole thing. I feel like that about every episode I'm on. I think that's just part of being here. All the other episodes are so well-researched, what and everybody's got a good valid point, and I feel, like, I feel like I'm coming on here and being talking about Sam Elliott and beef. <laughs> like, that's what I bring That's what I bring to the podcast. We is... do a really good job of editing Tim and Alex in that case, if that's that's how you feel. In related views, Meg only listens to the episodes she edits. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> oh. Meg, you have not named your Poseidon. I'm not going to until I read. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna save that. No, one? see, you gotta, you gotta pick now because that way, when you're reading, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to picture yeah. Steve Buscemi <laughs> delivering the no, lines of not. Poseidon. No, Joe Pesci. No. I want <laughs> Joe Pesciden. The Rock as Scorpion King, bad CGI. Oh, that's solid. That is a solid pick. And on par with uh, Visser 3 on the Andalite TV, or the Animorphs <laughs> TV true. show. Because there's no way Poseidon's a good guy, right? 
No, not if he's turning into hot tubs to lure women into him. What the fuck? Where is this? Zeus turns into animals. Poseidon has has hot tubs. He does, and he's constantly gagging on undergarments that have been sucked (laughs) into his jets. I don't remember this hot water or this water tower being here in the middle of Amnesty Bay. Oh, that's just Poseidon. You know how he is. (laughs) He's got a constant, like, he's constantly coughing. In the background, they know they don't drag attention to it anymore because it's constantly just, argh, argh. sounds like you're trying to start a really old lawnmower. That's Poseidon. I feel like this has turned into a bad Seth MacFarlane show. It's a good Seth MacFarlane show. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> These books better just get better. What is the next one rated? Oh, I'm sure the they next do. One's rated four stars then 4.08 stars oh and then 3.57 or 3.53 it drops so we're on a bell curve yeah well i was looking at the reviews that i stated earlier the 3.71 on goodreads Uh, there's only one review and that's probably md spencer (laughs) and or his mother his mother brian she didn't even give him five stars That's what I can't get well, over. She didn't even give him the whole four star. She gave him three. He's trying to keep it honest. One. Clearly trying to keep it honest. Yeah. Oh, God. You don't want to spoil the kids. You know? You can't just go around giving them five stars all right, the time. Right, because you're assuming there's going to be more reviews. This is yeah. now turning then there just into isn't. a parenting episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you guys talk about how you raise your kids. I'm just going to make sure that all three of your kids listen to this and be like, yeah, this is what your dads think. (laughs) I guarantee you, Parker would be like, yeah, sounds about right. That's true. My kids know what they signed up for. Did you just force children on me, Meg? No. You weren't talking. Oh, you're counting... You're counting Chris's two kids and Tim's one. (laughs) You said all three of your kids. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Meg assuming that I will at some point have children that she'll make listen to this? Yes. No. (laughs) I mean, if you do have children, I will make them listen Mm. to this. That's that's not up for debate. You gotta be old. You're gonna have to edit out all my f bombs. Then it was. I've littered. I've just everywhere, everywhere on this pod. I've ruined your podcast. No I'm idea sorry. what you're talking about. You know what? I'm, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that line in just so everybody knows exactly how many times you drop the f bomb. I don't think I actually did, but I'm, I I never really fully know what I'm, I'm sure. Meg I was going to say I don't think I actually times, have today. Can... I think I've cursed the most on this episode. <laughs> Meg actually left the room a few times. <laughs> All right, so I need to timestamp every time that Meg dropped an f bomb. Meg is ill. Okay. <laughs> Like she's just had, yeah, I'd gone too far a couple times. She had to leave. And if somebody's outside that room going, just, you gotta go back in there. You gotta just finish the show and be professional. It's like Rocky's so, trainer. Yeah, just tell him he's funny. Just act like he's funny. I do. You okay. could have been a contender. Okay. Book two, the one review says great series, two stars. Two stars. <laughs> Great story in quotations. Series, two stars. Great series in quotations. Lots of pages. I'm gonna. Okay, you see the the cover of Humanomorphs two with Poseidon there. Uh huh. Uh, You will see that in book three of Animorphs. Yes, so good. I'm gonna put because there's a mall scene, and I promise you that Poseidon's gonna be in there. Yes. 
That's so the greatest that, thing. So ever. is that oddly dressed grandma from Buffy. <laughs> Why are there all these <laughs> okay, creepy hey, vans in the background of Atomorphs? Well, guys, you see. Ev- everybody's going to be like, man, this art looks pretty good, but he does not know how to draw arms. <laughs> that lady's arm way too long. And I'm. And I need you guys to step in at that point. Oh, yeah. We will no. do an entire episode We've been over this. about the arm. Yes. I'll just start screaming, that man is a genius! <laughs> How dare you! We'll call I don't that know a... if you want to... <laughs> we'll call that episode a hello to arms. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wasn't lying. He actually did it. <laughs> this person literally went through each book and wrote, great series, two stars. <laughs> when I was younger. I need to clarify something. Did they in fact rate it two stars or did they just write the words it's great series two stars? Two stars. <laughs> no, they wrote great series for the first two books while giving it two stars. The third book they wrote when I was younger, I read this entire series within a month or so. I really enjoyed them and thought they were great, but then gave them two stars. <laughs> like three stars is like the middle ground. That's the neutral. If you really like it, if it's a great series, then two stars. <laughs> Man, this restaurant's food is amazing. <laughs> One star. Exactly. That's what it feels like. Or it's like, did you not understand how stars work? Chip Zdarsky did a bit in his newsletter a couple of weeks ago about he got a, a publisher's clearinghouse starred review for Afterlift. And he joked in his newsletter about how, yeah, some asshole gave me this one-star review. I'm going to quote it here now. Oh, wait. One star is a good thing? I'm going to start featuring all my one-star reviews. (laughs) This feels like that energy made literal. I loved this entire series. Two stars. (laughs) That's a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) There are other reviews, but I don't want to read them because they, like, relate to the actual books. I like the person who literally went to all of them and just gave it yes, all two stars, despite just saying great series. It's like, <sighs> like what takes? What do you got to do to get three? Like, really? What do you got to do? <laughs> book six has three, re- four reviews. It's the only book series to be Michelin rated. Would have given more stars, but not enough words. <laughs> Lots of dead space. I, I'm assuming, yeah. All the dead space was just people. <laughs> it was a movie and the awkward silence. This person read this book in 2019, gave it three stars. Reading this when I didn't read any books after weeks. <laughs> this is what got you back into reading. Oh, the use of my eyes. What? Oh, buds. Oh, I can recommend so many other books to get you back into reading. <laughs> And even this is like you wrote an autocomplete review. What? <laughs> I'm going to start a review on my phone. This book, and I'm just going to autocomplete with the middle <laughs> choice. This book has a great sense, and I think it's a great game to have a lot to play and i have played for a long long enough (laughs) to get it for the next time that's exactly how i felt when i was reading it two stars two stars two stars stars. (laughs) i do want a shirt now that says great series two stars (laughs) 
<laughs> now, I want to say something really, really quickly. Oh. If you're listening to this and you have the urge to come rate and review Don't our podcast, no. you, can, you can say great series two stars, but you have to actually rate us with five. Yeah. <laughs> Unless... Actually, no, you are MD Spencer. That. If you are MD That's Spencer, fair. give us two stars. I gave you two stars. You can give us two stars. That's fair. Wait, Meg, is this why you gave the <laughs> no. book two stars? On no, Goodreads? I was like, I finished it. It's a book. <laughs> two stars. One star reviews are there if I'm going to absolutely yell about the book. For okay. instance, if you promise me a political thriller of a book and then it is. 600 pages of three girls trying to figure out which dude they like i'm going to yell and give you one star unless you're riverdale in which case give me more unless you're riverdale because then i'm just sitting there trying to figure out if they're stuck in a time loop (laughs) so i posted this in the analyst group and one person was like how about read remnants (laughs) it's like that's fair that's that's a fair question that is a totally valid question to ask y'all tell me what you got going on we just hit 250 episodes of panelology congrats awesome and that's fantastic it joined a network yay we did join a network the certain pov network jvc is hitting 100 episodes this month yay yay congratulations Uh, also go listen to sporadic fandoms uh it's a lot of fun okay chris what do you got coming out secrets of camp whatever's coming out soon but mostly i'm working on the second secrets of camp whatever it's weird i'm so busy and animorphs i'm going back and forth between that and adapting the animorphs uh, comics well we're excited for all of that secrets of camp whatever very good thank everybody should go listen to arson i think it's called the lafrisian chronicles now when you search it but it's the Lafrisian Chronicles Arson. We'd like to thank Red Sphinx for our show art. You can check out more of his work by supporting his Patreon or visiting Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.sphinx.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social meds. At Minds at Yurk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyurk at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyurk.com. Spell Yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, available on your podcatcher of choice. Let us know if you can't find us there. Are you going to give us a line from the book, Alex? I am. Somebody say when. When. I dashed downstairs and used the kitchen pump to draw Mama some cool water. (laughs) I've been Tim. My name was Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Chris. And I'm I was yeah. here. And until then we fight. Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs>